what you need in life is a keen eye. You need to see what's working for other people, okay? Whatever you think is right may or may not be right, but you can easily, like, there's so much data out there, what's working for other people, and it's in real time. So first off, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself and what you can expect. I have been in the business now for coming up on 30 years. What we're going to talk about in this podcast are things that go on in my day-to-day life, whether it be as a manager, whether it be as a consultant, whether it be as someone who is creating products that's helping musicians all over the world. If there's something going on in the industry, we're going to talk about it. If there's a strategy that needs to be taught, we're going going to talk about it. And if there's some way that I can help get you closer to your goal, then you are in the right place because that's what we are going to talk about here on the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Now let's jump into the episode. Helping you navigate the music industry. Here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, we are with my buddy Ben Gans, otherwise known as Vigo Ben. And we always have these great conversations when we're together. So I just decided uh, we're here uh, still out on the flats tour, but I figured it was going to be one of those opportunities for us to just have these conversations. Now, Ben is probably one of the biggest hustlers that I know. And I say hustlers in a good way. See, in, in the seventies and eighties, the hustlers weren't always the good people, you know, now, He's one of the good people. He's he's one of the hustlers. So we're still out on the flats tour. You can hear them line checking in the background. So if you hear uh, guys talking, that is what is going on. But we were talking earlier, Ben and I, and uh, the comment that he made to me was, well, so-and-so was scared because they thought that you would steal uh, a client. And I said, dude, you can't still clients. You know, it's like if people leave, it's because they're unhappy, but it's like this whole world right now is built on collaborations and you're in Hollywood. I mean, tell everyone a little bit about what it is that you do and some of the work of yours that they might've seen because you guys are so behind the scenes, but they're probably watching Mountain Dew commercials right now that your company has done and the idle stuff. That's where you and I met, but tell them a little bit about what you do. And then let's talk about this whole LA mentality and this whole keep what's yours mentality and then where the world we feel is really at today. So, you know, my company's two years old now. I started as an intern on American Idol when Simon Cowell was still there, you know, years ago. Rose up to the production ranks there, uh, became a producer on the show, switched over in 2011 because I was the youngest producer on Idol. They said, hey, do you know what YouTube is? I was like, hell yeah, I do. And so like, it was this unique opportunity in time when I could be the youngest person in the room and I had all the adults' attention, all their ears, and we literally made up digital strategy for TV networks that year. And so American Idol was canceled in 2016, so I said, yeah, I guess I'm just going to start my own but thing. Let's, let's go back. Let's go yeah. back. So when all those people were getting kicked off the show and the camera guy that was uh, supposed to do the one that would always get up in their face when they were at their worst and get slapped. That was you. Yeah. I I was the youngest producer always. And <laughs> I was like, Hey Gans, go get on chase cam. So it was my job to go find the people who were crying or upset. I was like, Oh, what happened? Do you think you disappointed your mom? That was you. That was me. All right. But that was your job. Yeah. Right. And don't you have a real, is there like a YouTube reel somewhere? There's where a people- crash reel. I still have, 
until as long as I am still working with American Idol, I will not release it. Okay. All right. So the day that you stop, let me know so I can update the show notes. Okay. We'll do. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you came up through those ranks and then after American Idol ended on Fox, you then started your own company. Uh, so right in 2016 was when Facebook launched live. Remember? I do. I think both of us were so excited about it. We were like, this is the coolest thing. And hey, we're, we're surrounded by the absolute best in live production. So I said, okay, no one has a job anymore. American Idol's over. Let's take this team and bring it to the internet. And what happened was, this is a story I'm able to tell now because it's years later and I can look at it in hindsight. We're too early. Right. No one wanted to pay. Do you know what the budget for American Idol is? <laughs> right. There's a reason they have the best of the best because it is a multi, multi-billion sure. dollar thing. And everyone in the con- your world, this, right. this festival, this just looked like I was absolutely insane. The budgets I was charging for one show was like more than they were making in two years, you know? Right. And so what happened was I ended up essentially falling into my old role of running digital teams. And uh, that, uh, and so my company kept evolving. And I've been thinking about this a lot, so I'm glad you brought it up. And so what, what we did, our main goal was to launch Kevin Hart's network out of thin air. So he didn't have a network yet. He did and not have something that he wanted to do, yes. mobile only, mm-hmm. internet only. Mm-hmm. Okay. OTT, you know, like a Netflix of comedy, all by Kevin, you know? Right. So... It, it's twofold. Like it's a, it's production, but it's strategy and it's social. So maybe it's threefold. Sure. Uh, it, you know, we started in on that a year early, and then we became the in-house production team. We did the launch, and we're still continuing there, helping them with all their social assets. And if you haven't downloaded the LOL Laugh Out Loud uh, app, go ahead and do so. It's also, you know, he's got a serious channel now. I listen to that all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Jill and I, my wife. Uh, are taking Trent for his birthday to see Kevin Hart in Nashville. Oh, nice. Yes. So, and Trent, his girlfriend, Kathleen, will join us. So he's flying in just to be able to do that. So we're big fans. So, so what was it that you feel when you said you were ahead of your time? I think it just kind of, it changes. It's like we come out with the same budgets that we're accustomed to and the things like that. And mm-hmm. we realize that I think as much as, and I hate to say this around you, as much as you think people want, high quality video they just want instant i've video. evolved I've yeah evolved. you had to evolve i've completely evolved and hey if you check out my podcast my most recent one on e-commerce these guys actually figured out before everyone because they had the luxury of running thousands of dollars of ads a day and they knew what people were responding to and they had data on that which right is super interesting that's a whole nother discussion but so now what i've i've evolved my company to be is we're the special forces of the digital media world. Like whatever's on the front lines, we're going to be there. It was live. We were there. It was Facebook and Instagram. We were there. Now where we are is on the influencer uh, brand deals. That's, that's our main push right now. So when you say that. The cutting edge. Okay. So describe that. Cutting edge. So Because you hear that term thrown around a lot. I know. Everybody's got the most yeah. cutting edge. So what is cutting edge it, now? It doesn't mean it's the most high tech. It just means that it is like at. It's it's the beginning, okay? Like, Hollywood is completely, completely changing uh, who's a celebrity, who's not. Right. It's, like, happening overnight, okay? Well, it used to be Leonardo DiCaprio and all those. are. I can't even name a relevant new actor right now, but I can tell you Swaggy the dog is super cool. I can <laughs> tell you, you know, Jake Paul is still out there as the number one YouTuber, Chief Dev, whatever. And so... 
I this had to be brought to my attention too because I come from old school sure. and I was like, and these guys, the no, it's not about the budget. It's it's just about well, it's different for everyone, right? right. But the, it's everyone has found their audience and like literally amassed it almost overnight. It's incredible. So and it's, not it's like people anymore. like Roman Atwood. His audience doesn't mm-hmm. want to wait for his video to be edited properly and the lighting adjusted and mm-hmm. the color corrections. They want to instantly see his life. And I was at uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, uh, fan something live or whatever the big one VidCon? is. No, that it's it's the one probably below VidCon. But uh-huh. I was at this event. It was in Orlando, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" All the music artists were walking through the room, and nobody was harassing them. But all these comedians and daily vloggers had lines along their merchandise. So now all of a sudden, it's like a music act will put out a video, uh-huh. and. If they get 250,000, God bless them. That was mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. These guys are putting out videos that still get a million in a day. Like I was just telling you, we, we met this <laughs> contestant from The Bachelor, former contestant. She said, Hey, I'm pregnant. I think I, I want to announce it. And we're like, well, let's see if people care. So in a day, half day, we shot a, a little something, a little interview. Wait, she wasn't pregnant from after coming off The Bachelor, no. right? So this isn't like a scoop? No, no, no. It, it was a scoop that she was pregnant, though. Right, no okay. So pregnant. it never happened because you, you know yeah, they're hooking up on that show. It was pregnancy. Oh, okay. And, like, you know, and I, I filmed all this. I'm about to put out this this vlog. Wow. We we met with her. We her, She actually lived across the street from my studio. We walked over to her house, did some shots. Like, I produced an interview out of her. I went home. I edited it for a few hours. I was like, I'm kind of stuck here. I slept on it. Uh, and then the next day I cranked it out. We held it till, uh, the bachelor had a two day premiere Monday and Tuesday. We gave the exclusive to pure wow. Cause it's Gary V's and we love Gary V. Yeah. You know, we always want to keep that relationship close. And I remember we had to wake up at five forty five to set it live at six. And like the numbers, you couldn't even keep really. Up. And every time you'd Google it, a new article had been written. People Magazine, the Washington Post, and it started with your video. Yeah, and I branded the shit. I did it for free. Okay, right? Did it completely? I invested. I was like, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna get some exposure on this. And honestly, I want to run an experiment. Absolutely, it's gonna work. True case study. Yeah, and like on her Instagram alone, it got a million views. Uh, it's got 500 billion, 500,000 on YouTube. It's embedded. Like everyone ripped it actually. And we're running ads against it on their own platform. Let, let me just stop you for a second, because what you guys need to understand there is that they didn't just try to drive traffic to one location to watch the video. They let it live organically on each of the platforms. It's like, that's what, you know, Facebook needed its video. So you downloaded the video to Facebook. Instagram needed it. So IGTV now mm-hmm. lets you do. Did you have minute versions and all the different versions for all the different platforms? Of course, teasers. So that's what I'm trying to explain to you guys. Instagram is stories. Don't use, just don't try to use your other socials to drive people to other socials. They're not on Instagram to go to YouTube. They're not on Facebook to go to Twitter. It's like, give it what it needs. If you only get two minutes and 40 seconds on Twitter, then create and then with a link, send them to watch the full version. Mm-hmm. Use it as teasers. Sometimes I see a lot of folks trying to drive people to other places, and I'm like, that's not how it works. Do you know how hard that is? And do you know how hard the apps work to prevent you from leaving their app? They don't want you to do that. And so if you post a YouTube link alone on Facebook, it's not going to get shown. No, because Google AdWords is Google AdWords, and Facebook ads are Facebook ads, and the money goes to two different pots. So. 
Good. Well, I'm glad things are going fantastic with you. I also want to talk a little bit right now about this whole collaboration. What we started this episode with is that we both feel that today more than ever, there is no competition. It's all collaboration. I say to people, no one has just one book on their shelf. Mm -hmm. No one has just one CD from one artist on their shelf. No one, well, you might, but if you just subscribe to one playlist on you know, Spotify or Apple, it's like we live in a collaborative world. And I think the more that we can realize as a society, this whole competition thing, it's just BS. It's like, if you're giving your best stuff, you're going to get the people you're supposed to get. And if you're not, then send them to someone who can do what you can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just met this guy, Rob Level. I do a lot of things well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that I suck at. YouTube is one that I suck at. So I was going down this rabbit hole of, you know, how to get a record deal, how to do all the different things that I should be producing content on. I see this kid doing it and I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like the way he did the videos, the way he edited them, the little cuts, the edits, the everything. So I reached out to him and said, hey, I'd love to interview for my podcast. So we're going to do that when I get back. Oh yeah. And then I called him. We spent about an hour on the phone and I said, look, I am a big fan of what it is that you do. I don't do it real well. I said, I come from a different part of the industry. You come from as the rapper, the singer, the artist, have had nine managers. I come from being the manager, being in the industry, being from the business. His words to me were, you could just take the way that I've done the headlines, the descriptions, and and take it, plagiarize it, and then do a video with your ideas about it because they're going to be completely different from mine because we both come from different places. The hardest work, folks, is finding the descriptions and the keywords. And he's like, no, take it. I've already proven that's what people are searching for. And then give your opinion. That's gold advice right there. Take notes on that one. Oh, it's like if if it's out there, you're not still in it. It's like already there. He goes, Rick, he says, you could just go copy the same words. That's a key phrase. And we know people are searching for it. It will pop up. Another bit of advice he gave me, and this is something that I want to get your expertise on because it's your world. He said, Every 15 seconds, change the angle of your camera or add something or let something pop. Or even if you're just doing an iMovie, a different crop, move it to the side. He said it keeps people's attentions. He said, when you're live, move your camera around. Just don't keep it straight. Move it around. Agree? Of course. Okay. No, the, the worst thing you could ever show on TV is a talking head, right? And that's what everyone is kind of on YouTube, just guilty as charged. Yeah, guilty as charged. Yeah, that's what I'm. I, I'm. I'm as guilty of that. But fortunately for me, the content that I'm giving what did people I say? will forgive. What did I say? TV. Yeah. Okay. But that's how it, it used this, to be. This is yeah. That's how it used to be. Yep. People now are willing to accept it, but and actually sit through hours of nothing. And I can't. I don't, I can't, I don't know the psychology of that. <laughs> but I, I, what you need in life is a keen eye. You need to see what's working for other people. Okay whatever you think is right may or may not be right, but you can easily, like there's so much data out there. What's working for other people. And it's in real time. That's and it's my accessible. Thought. Yeah. And How, it's accessible. However, like there's another side to that. And if, if uh, Ford gave the people what he wanted, what they wanted, he would have given them faster, faster horses. Horse. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to toe that line. What is it that you think is going to be the next thing you were talking to me earlier about 360 video? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of fads that have come along and then everybody jumped on it and then everyone did it. Can every phone watch it? I mean, a lot of times, sometimes the technology is like everybody was shooting at 4K for a while, yeah, but yeah. most phones weren't yeah, 4K. Yeah. 
I mean, the technology's there. It's awesome. When you, whenever you go to these conventions, you put it on. Everyone's like having so much fun. But what know? is the best content if you're going to do 360 shooting? If you get sucked into that, yeah. What is the best? Because what might be great for me and you talking and going in circles yeah. just might not make any sense. So, like, cutting is jarring in 360 video, right? Because you're in a world and you get switched to another world. Okay. So it's. Like, I saw a really cool one. Like, what am I interested in? I'm interested in production. Right. Okay. So I saw one that was a 360 camera mounted on the set of a music video. And it was just left there. You don't have all these angles or anything. It's it's about what's happening outside. It's it's not about so much producing the angles. And what's it's just about, like, being in an environment that you would not be able to normally be in. It's about showing the world. Right. Well, speaking of the angle and the angle that your camera's at, it's I'm sitting here having a cigar. The way that we're sitting is going to look like I ate a third grader. So, yeah. Well, what choice did we have? Sometimes it's video. Sometimes it's going to be audio. But sounds like the band's getting ready to start their sound check. So I'm going to jump off so this doesn't get pulled off the Internet. But thank you again. I'll make sure that you've got uh, in the show notes, you'll have access to the links that Ben and I talked about. I'll make sure that you can connect with him. You mentioned a podcast. Are you doing your own podcast now? Hollywood 2.0. It's top Hollywood. 50 business. Wonderful. I talk, the questions you asked me, I go into in depth about all those. Okay. It's very focused on the cutting edge of what's popping on the internet. Awesome. Hollywood 2.0. Check that out. Hey, if this is your first time finding me, I just give you random conversations, folks, and there's a lot of great stuff. Go back. Big thing right now, Spotify playlist, episode 50 of mine. I uh, am dealing uh, with with one of my buddies, Michael, and we're talking a lot about Spotify and playlists. So go back and check that one out. I would love for you to subscribe. Uh, if you feel that you got something out of this, go write a review. I would really appreciate it. And I go and I read all of them and I'm very grateful and thankful. Actually, I think I'm going to do uh, a, a Facebook Live soon, just reading the reviews and thanking the people publicly. Because I think they, if they took the time out of their day to say something nice about me, I think they need a little prop. So I think we're going to do that as well. Head over to the website, rickbarker.com forward slash podcast, or just click the podcast link if it makes it any easier for you. Off my website, you'll get past episodes, show notes. While you're there, if you haven't done so, grab a free copy of the book, and I will see you or talk to you on the next episode. Let me leave you with one piece of advice. Okay, it better be good. All ships rise. There you go. That's tweetable. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Remember, there is no one-size-fits-all model when it comes to the music industry. So check out my website, rickbarker.com, take the quiz, and I will send you information specific to you to help make sure that you are on the right track. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water, you drown by staying there.